What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football, sports betting, and NASCAR home here at fakepigskin.com. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. You follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. With me once again, it's Brian Twining. What's up, Brian? What's up, Kyle? I am stoked to get into this week six betting slate because we've been kind of on a roll here with mm. our best bets and just kind of on the books in general. So I'm looking forward to this week's slate of games, which offer a ton of potential value. Yeah, I'm way too excited about this week's slate, uh, which probably means it's going to go horribly wrong and, and we're going to come back to life. Uh, just a little week week five recap. You were on the Texans uh, minus six and a half. That was a win. You are on Washington under 18 and a half. That was a win. The team total, the Cardinals team total. I, I roped you into that one. That did not go well. Uh, although they did score 30, so I was pretty close. And I feel like, I don't know, the Jets could have been a little less Jetsy and like covered that. <laughs> if they were like, a little more competent on offense, we could yeah, have seen They that. made some plays. I, I actually I watched an absurd amount of that game. It got, it's, it's, anyway, too much of Flacco. <laughs> you don't get your time uh, back, my It friend. was a loss. Uh, and the Minnesota team total. I was stressing that one a little bit, but by the end, it was it. They ended up covering, I think, pretty, pretty, pretty easily. Um, and then I, so I, I, you know, we both went on the team totals. We went two and one on those. I had the Giants plus seven and a half against your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, prayers up to Dak. Hopefully, his foot. Uh, you know, we talked about that a little bit. Like that. That every time I kept seeing the replay, it just it got worse and worse. And I'm like. Why am why why are they showing highlights? Why am I watching this? What's going on? We are um, for like gruesome injuries, I guess, as Americans. Yeah. So uh, that nice three and one week got me up over five hundred, which I like. You're at seventeen and eight on the season, hitting sixty eight percent of your bets. That's that seems pretty nice. You're also uh, what five and one on your best bets. No, yeah, four and, and one. Uh, oh, four and one. Four and one. Yeah, four yeah, and one. I, and yeah. like we said before we started recording, my wife uh, keeps yelling at me. If I would be betting <laughs> all of my bets here, yeah. I, I would be raking in some nice dough. Or even so. just your uh, just your best bets. If you hit four out of every five, you'd be you'd be living life. I w- I'm going to I'm two and three in my best bets. Not exactly what you're looking for, uh, but. You know, it's week six. We got we got a little while. We got to uh, ride this out. Um, and we have Big Ten football starting next week. So maybe oh, we'll, you know, I'll try and get a little more aggressive with my college bets. Um, that that is typically my my bread and but my uh, my bread and butter. Talking clearly isn't my bread and butter, <laughs> um, but that's OK. Let's dive into this slate. We got three games we're going to run through. Um, and then I was, you know, we'll hit our best best of the rest. Talk about other games that are catching our attention um give you our best bets for week six um you know we'll, we'll recap everything at the end so you can so you can get all where where our heads are at um in terms of our official card as always if we add stuff or move stuff change anything uh twitter is the best place to go if you have any questions if you want some thoughts uh you know hit us up there at notorious caro at greasy greasy rules 14 you can always leave your best bets in the comments if you hit some winners we'll uh we'll shout you out uh we can give you some feedback in youtube as well if that works better um and then if you're uh trying to set your lineups on sunday morning and you want a little fantasy advice join brian and i live 
Uh, we can also talk betting. We can talk props. We can talk whatever you want. So bring your questions, bring your, bring your thoughts, join our live YouTube channel from 1130 to 1230, uh, right before kickoff. Uh, that's 1130 Eastern. Um, you know, and we'll post it on our YouTube. If you're watching, if you're listening on Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it happens to be, Make sure you rate, review, all that good stuff. But join us live on YouTube. It really, uh, you get to see our faces. Uh, you get to uh, ask us questions. Um, there's a lot more going on. So, so come join us over here if you are, uh, if you are able to. But Brian, let's dive into it. Let's talk our three games and let's see where we get. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, um, an N- AFC North battle. We have a line currently sitting at three and a half pretty much across the board um where is your head at for this game so this one immediately jumped out to me as one of my favorite bets to make this week and that's the pittsburgh steers steelers laying the three and a half like for me i just see this as people riding the the hot streak of the browns they're looking at what they were able to do last week against a Colts team who had been kind of, you know, stifling everybody on the defensive side of the ball and Cleveland was able to put points on the board. Baker Mayfield has looked better in these games, but you know, the the way they're winning is through defense and the ability to keep the ball away from their opponent. And one thing that we've all seen is that when Baker is put in a position to where he has to win games and especially when teams are putting immense amounts of pressure on him, He is not a guy to be trusted and going up against this Steelers defense who was in the backfield on basically every single play that the Philadelphia Eagles ran. And if you were to remove Miles Sanders, one long run, I think the Eagles ran for like a team total of like 15 yards last week. Yeah. Yeah. And if if they're able to limit Cleveland's ground game here and put all of it on Baker's shoulders, this game could get ugly and ugly quick especially with Jarvis Landry still nursing a hip injury and now a back issue. Odell Beckham Jr. is sick with who knows, maybe he has the flu and that just doesn't, that just doesn't dissipate overnight. Mm -hmm. This game could wind up being a a blowout. Yeah. As much as I've been pounding the table for the Browns all season long, I'm a big proponent of them. They're, post type sleepers are really living up to kind of a lot of expectations from last season. Miles Garrett, that defensive line is sick in Cleveland. Um, I'm with you though. I think I think the Steelers are the right side. The one thing I will say, it, it, if we take a look at that total, um, it's set at 50, 50 and a half, 51, depending on where you look. I kind of like the under. It's a divisional game. Yep. It's two really good defenses. Um, as you mentioned, putting a lot on Baker's shoulders when the running game isn't going quite as well. Obviously, no Nick Chubb for this one. Kareem Hunt look looks great, um, but is going to have to do a lot against a really good uh, Steelers defense, like on all, all three levels, really talented, um, playing really well. And then, and then Pittsburgh, obviously like they have firepower. They can, they can go off, but um, you know, clay clay pool. Isn't going to catch four touchdowns this week. We'll see if Dante Johnson can return. Uh, you know, James Connors has been solid, but yeah, I think this could be like a 23, 16 or 23, 12 kind of game. Uh, low scoring, a lot of field goals. Um, so if I were looking to bet it, I would probably take the under. Um, but if I had to back one of the sides, I think, uh, I think, uh, uh Pittsburgh is the right side. I'm curious to see what this line does. So obviously, uh, opened at five and a half down to three and a half pretty quickly. 
Um, I'm curious as we get closer to Sunday, if it trickles back up over four, if it gets back to the five or six range, um, I may look to buy back on the Browns. So if I, you know, this might be a game where, where, where you try and middle it. I know sometimes that can get cute, but if you can get the Steelers say plus three, even if it's minus a dollar 20, um, and then get the, uh, the Browns plus six at minus a dollar 20, um, and have it land like four or five, I think you'd be, you'll be loving life. And I feel like that's very possible in a game that I expect to be relatively low scoring. That's, that's interesting. Cause this, this is for me one of my favorite bets, if not my favorite bet. Well, uh, I'll I'll let this kind of sulk in as we get closer to, towards the end of the show. But I would be willing to go all the way up to around a touchdown with this game, just having zero faith in what Baker Mayfield is able to do against this mm-hmm. defense that will likely be at his at his legs pretty much all day. And yeah, I feel like that's a theme we've had on this podcast, and so far it's not working out great for you. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> so eventually it's gonna hit. I exactly, mean. exactly. <laughs> if you keep pounding the table enough for it, it, it should work. Uh, the next game on our list: Tampa Bay Bucks hosting the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this line is, you know, between you know, Packers opened up. As a three-point underdog, it was all the way up to Packers minus one right now. Um, I know the Bucks looked bad on Thursday night. looked like they had issues. The Packers are probably getting Devontae Adams back for this one. But, you know, is that line movement warranted in your mind? Or do you think um, this is a little too aggressive and, and people have gotten ahead of their skis too much? I don't know. I I like this game as being uh, highly contested throughout the duration of the day. I know Green Bay is getting healthier. They're getting Devontae Adams back. Kenny Clark will likely be back on the defensive line, which should kind of sure up that their poor running defense that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But if Tampa Bay is getting back their pieces and Chris Godwin, uh, Gronk is seem, seems to be getting a little bit healthier, Leonard Fournette and, and LaShawn McCoy are both back practicing. I think this is a spot where Green Bay potentially loses and we see Tampa Bay get right back into the running of in the NFC if they're yeah. able to do what they want to do there, which is kind of control the clock and avoid allowing Aaron Rodgers to just sit back there and tear them to pieces, especially yeah. with Adams coming back. Yeah, well, and it sounds like Chris Godwin's coming back too, which is, I mean, I, for me, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm playing anything in this game, I'm taking the over. Uh, it, it's, it's up to 55 and a half. I'm still fine taking that. I think there could be 60, 65 points scored in this game. Um, which by the way, in general, just like overs and totals are just skyrocketing. Normally there's like three games a week where it's the totals over 50. Now we're up to like 60, 70% of the games are over 50. Um, it's pretty insane. Like obviously overs have been hitting. So I, I think some regression will come. Uh, in that, but for for me for this game, um, I, I you know I'm I'm looking to play the over even with it. You know, obviously I would rather have it at 52 where it opened than 55, 55 and a half. But I'd still be looking to uh, to play it that at, as the over. Um, and I don't typically like playing overs. Yeah, it I, it'll be interesting to see how much further it creeps up or if it or if it corrects itself and goes back down slightly because yeah, yeah i'm I'm looking more in like the fifty four range fifty five is you know you're starting to creep up there those games where there's literally no defense. yeah, and with both of these quarterbacks who don't throw very many interceptions, you're probably gonna have limited possessions as well because 
Aaron Rodgers will not force the ball. They're not going to be able to kind of, let's just, the Green Bay offense is not going to be as efficient as they, ha- as they have been throughout the season as Tampa Bay's defense is really good at defending against the running backs in space, mm-hmm. which is what Green Bay likes to do. And so right. I do think you see a little bit of a slower pace game early on with the, yeah. with the potential of some explosive plays in the second half. So it right around the 50 mark for me. And it, it's probably a game I, I won't bet just because yeah. it's, it, I'll just sit back and watch the greatness at quarterback. But yeah, I think your point about the running backs is, is interesting. Obviously this could be, you know, if Aaron Jones and Ronald Jones, the Jones boys uh, get going, this game could be a little lower scoring, could be a little slower. Uh, but Tampa Bay is past, Pass defense has question marks, and their run defense is very, very good. Um, I'm going to be curious to see how that affects Green Bay. You know, obviously, we saw Robert Tanyan break out um, uh, in their last game before the bye. Uh, Devontae Adams is back. You know, this is setting up for the for the passing game. Uh, you know, Valdez Scantling, and then obviously with all the pieces, the Bucks are getting back. Two really good rush defenses. I, I think this might be a little more pass heavy, but. Um, I will be curious to, and I, I think like you, this will probably be more of a watch and see what happens than, than be ready to jump on it. That being said, uh, live betting this game could be the spot, especially yes. when it comes to the total. If you look and you could see that both teams are trying to establish that run, the total, maybe maybe you jump in on the under when before the game starts, and then you look to bet the over if the total comes down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think, and, and you know, it's funny, Brian, like, 54 versus 55 or 55 and a half you know some people might look at that and go oh it's only a point 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 and a half like what what are you doing uh but that's a significant amount in terms of not you know betting odds and numbers and percentages of hitting and all that stuff that you know i I think you may be right i think if you can get it at 54 and 54 or less i like it better than getting it at 55 or 55 and a half Yep. Um, let's talk about what's possibly my favorite game of the day. The Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys uh, hosting the Arizona Cardinals Monday night football. Uh, one of two games with the Bills and Chiefs being moved to Monday um, at five Eastern. But uh, Dallas um, doesn't have Dak Prescott, which is not great. Like that, that injury, as we mentioned, was gruesome. Um, but this line movement is absurd. This line movement, like the fact that Arizona, a team that, you know, last week we were talking about how they've barely scored over 20 points in any of their games. Obviously, they put up 30 against the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> the Jets are atrocious train wreck. Yes, Dallas's defense is not great. Yes, Andy Dalton is not Dak Prescott. That being said, the fact that the Cowboys are an underdog to an Arizona team that I think is fine. This is a Cardinals team that's going to be six and ten, seven and nine, maybe eight and eight in a really tough NFC West. Um, I think the Cowboys win. I think the I think Dalton has a monster first game, and and uh, you know, from from a betting perspective, like the fact that this this has moved almost five points from Andy Dalton to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is great, but he's not five points better. And I've already no. bet the money line. I've already gotten down. I got it at one one twenty, uh, for the purposes of this show. We're get we're we're betting it at plus one hundred five, which still can be found in the market. Um, and and yeah, I'm I'm all over this game. 
Yeah, this was the first thing that Kyle had shot me a text. It was either Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Have you seen the opening lines yet? And the first thing I responded to him was with like, yeah, Dallas money line. And yeah. I'm actually leaning another side to this game, which would be the under in this ridiculously high over under a 55. And it, my immediate reaction to this was the overreaction to Dallas losing a Dak Prescott, which yes, yep. he is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton as Andy Dalton is a backup. But the one thing that I, that I think people were missing in this game is the fact that Dallas is still a run first team with Ezekiel Elliott back there. And I think they're going to get back to that kind of game plan going forward, especially in this week one against the Cardinals defense, who they're very susceptible to the run. Dallas knows that their pass defense sucks. And there's DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the field who will eat them alive. Mm -hmm. So I really think this is a game where we see them just feed the hell out of Zeke. You see a little bit more Tony Pollard. Uh, Arizona is now going to be without their best pass rusher, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL and Chandler Jones. So regardless of how bad the Cowboys tackles have been this season, they're not facing as tough of an opponent now. Um, I just really think them as plus money at home with the weapons they still have on the offensive side of the ball going up against a very beatable Cardinals defense. It was something like too good to be true. And because both of us are both on this, more than likely the Cowboys will get smashed and will they'll be tanking for Trevor after this week. But no, the, yeah, the, this was an immediate smash bet for me uh, with the Cowboys with the money line. And I never bet on Cowboy games. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it just so, sometimes there's an overreaction and you just have to sit there and take the uh, take the other side and, and just be happy with it. Uh, let's run through the best of the rest. Cause there's, like I said, this board is incredibly, uh, compelling. The Texans are three and a half points, uh, underdogs traveling to Nashville to take on the Titans. Titans obviously coming off of the bit shorter week playing on one on, no, on Tuesday against the bills, uh, Looked phenomenal. I, I could not be more excited as a Titans fan at the direction my team's going. Tannehill looks phenomenal. Even in a game, Derrick Henry didn't play great. Um, they were still able to move the ball. The return of A.J. Brown was was incredible. Now the Texans come in, obviously looked much, much better with Romeo Cornell. Um, was that a one-week blip where the Titans lay the smackdown and, and crush them again? Uh, or is the short week slash combined with the, you know, Romeo Cornell fixing a few things, um, going to open stuff up for the Texans and, and maybe, you know, the, getting the extra half a point is really going to be the difference in this game. No, th this is another game where, uh, <laughs> I mean, I hate saying it cause I, I I'm not big on taking the favorites as they get higher up. But again, like I love Tennessee in this game The the overreaction to Houston beating up on a poor Jaguars team who people were overreacting to them previously as being this like upstart offensive team. Houston has only put up more than 23 points once this year. And that was last week to Jacksonville. And it almost didn't happen if it wasn't for a late breakdown in, in coverage by Jacksonville, they would have scored 23 again. And now they're going up against a Titans team who is probably, I, I mean, they, they may be the most efficient offense in the NFL with their ability to run the ball with Derrick Henry and, and ha play play action off of that with AJ Brown getting healthy. Adam Humphreys is off the COVID list. Corey Davis is next. Um, you could possibly see him be activated prior to this game. Jadavian Clowney is in his first revenge game. 
here, which I think is also really critical going up against Deshaun Watson's poor offensive line. Yeah, so, he's going to be eaten. That yeah. pass rush is so sick with Harold Landry, and they're getting um, they're getting their tackle uh, back. Um, yeah, uh, Jeffrey, I think. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Simmons. So yeah, he's going to be. That's going to add even more up the middle. I'm with you. Yep. I think I think the Titans crush them here. I think they, you know, uh, I I think this line, like you mentioned, obviously, it's a it's a it's divisional game. They're always a little more interesting than they probably should be. Uh, but that being said, I think I think the Titans crush them here. I th- even on a little bit of a shorter week, I think they're I think they're playing incredibly well. They're incredibly efficient. You know, they're with with AJ Brown and Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis and John Smith. They're like this is the healthiest version they've had that that pseudo buy is coming at like the perfect time for them <laughs> and um, this game against buffalo is basically like a scrimmage with how quickly the game was over so yeah it's yeah. I, I really don't think they exuded too much effort in that right one. yeah that whole second half it was just like a lot of yeah. jeremy mcnichols and yeah uh let's talk about another team with the coaching regime change uh dan quinn is out thomas dimitrov is out <laughs> uh the atlanta falcons are heading to minnesota a vikings team that Went toe to toe with Seattle. Probably should have won. Uh, ended up, you know, Russell Wilson made an amazing drive at the end. DK Metcalf looks like an absolute stud. Um, He's a monster. Now the Vikings are home, four point favorites uh, against the free falling Atlanta Falcons. This is either the Falcons finally put it all together. Julio's back, and Cornell kind of gets a one, you know, finally push. Or the Vikings absolutely demolish them and cover the spread with ease. Um, what what are you thinking for this one? This is uh, man, you know, I just hate doing this because I'm normally on the side of the dogs when it comes to game like this. But you know, I think people are buying the name value of the Falcons, and we all kind of anticipated this high powered offense. And I hate to I feel say, like, it, I feel but... like we talked about this basically since the year they won the Super Bowl. Is yep. they they. Matt Ryan is fun for fantasy and Julio Jones is fun for fantasy and Todd Gurley is fun for fantasy. And they added Hayden Hurst. This team's a mess. Like they're they really are bad. Horrible. They can't block. They can't play defense. Their offense is struggling. Uh, Matt Ryan, like in, in ter- from a fantasy perspective has been just a mess. Like I, I got him in a few leagues thinking, okay, here we go. All these weapons. Yep. Uh, he's going to be riding the bench in a lot of my leagues for the aforementioned Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah, I'm with you where I think, I think the Vikings are, are incredibly interesting once again. Yeah. I, you know, this is, this is also a game where you're the Vikings are going up against the league's worst pass defense in the NFL. And Minnesota has two legit wide receiver ones on Mm -hmm. that team with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And even with Dalvin cook out, which is something that if uh, going to fantasy real quick, like, yes, this is going to be Alexander Madison season. But I think also if you're in a pinch, this could also be a good game for Mike Boone because if Minnesota gets up big early in this game, I think you see both of them get a fair share of touches. Mike Boone may find the end zone in this game. I think this is another one of those matchups that we're buying the Falcons name name brand for the four points, but this should in all in all, you know, seriousness, probably be closer to one of those like eight and a half, nine point spreads if Minnesota had been playing better and if they were to sneak out that victory against Seattle last week. And to to the Vikings credit, like they could have easily packed it in and kind of fallen apart, but they stepped up in a big way, went toe-to-toe with the Titans, obviously lost, um, and went toe-to-toe with Seattle, obviously lost. But those teams could be two of the five or six best in all of the NFL. And now they're playing one of the worst teams in the NFL. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm yeah. Even without Madison, I think Kirk Cousins has a big game. I think J- Justin Jefferson. I think Matt. Uh, or, I mean, without Dalvin Cook, rather, uh, I think Madison runs up and down the field. I think the defense is getting better. Um, I expect. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm big on the Vikings. This that week. is if we get this game with the whole Falcons True. positive test with their coaching staff. But and all yeah. like they're saying it should be played. So. Yep. At, at this point, it's it's scheduled. Um, I I will probably be betting it. Um. Now, of the other remaining games, anything else jumping out to you is incredibly appealing, and um, any scenarios that you wanna you wanna dive into um, with the rest of the schedule? So, uh, another team total that I'm on this week, which I really like, is uh, the Jets are currently sitting at 19 and a half as their team total, and I don't think they've gotten anywhere near that this yeah. season against any sort of competent opponent. Miami's getting Byron Jones back. And in a game that we thought we'd see the Dolphins throw all over Jacksonville, they ran the ball to win the game and thus controlled the clock, which is a situation that I think we could see this week as well. Just just playing keep away against the Jets. I think the Jets are going to be an absolute train wreck this week in all likelihood, a 10, 13 point output. So I'm going to be riding the Jets team total under 19 and a half as well. I don't hate that, especially you know in this game. My only concern with that is the Fitzmagic pumpkin game hasn't come yet. It might not come against the Jets. <laughs> but how fitting would it be for the Jets to, you know, for Fitzmagic to go up against his former team and throw four picks? One of and, his seven former teams. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's played for every team at this point, but uh, you know, throws four picks and then and sets up the Jets in, in field goal territory. They kick, you know, seven random ass field goals and win and win the game 21 or you know, win the game 21-19. I don't know. That's true. I will say though, like uh, one of the reasons why I think this could be kind of a slow pace, like hey, this game could be over quick is that Quentin Williams for the jets is he didn't practice today. So, I mean, I think that's a, yep. that's an injury to monitor in terms of the, the total in this game as well, because Miami may just get up like 24 to three and just sit on the ball the rest of the game. So yep. I'm definitely, I'm going jets team total under in this one. And I like it could, could be a, 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 a snoozer early. Mm, yeah, well, it's a Jets game, so if you're watching, they're all this snoozers. Far, uh, let's talk about the Niners hosting the Rams. The Niners are three point underdogs at home. Um, I know the last two times we've seen, and maybe the Niners just free falling. Maybe this is the year where the injuries and everything finally catches up with them. Falling apart, you know, losing the Super Bowl last year. We've seen teams have crushing losses in the Super Bowl and not be able to rebound. I mean, just look at what happened to the Falcons. Like the Falcons are still trying to rebound from that law, that 23 loss. So maybe I'm a sucker for doing this, but I'm all over the Niners plus three. I think the Niners money line is live. This is a, a primetime game with the home team as the underdog. That's a spot where I like to jump on the money line. just like I did with Dallas. Um, but yeah, the Niners plus three, a healthy Jimmy G. He looked terrible last week and was replaced. <laughs> but if he's healthy this week, a full week of Debo, full week of Kittle, Mostert looked good in his return, even though that game got gross. Um, I think I'm this is this is gonna be the test. If the Niners can bounce back in a big way, they're gonna be legit in a playoff team. If not, this season's gonna get real ugly and they're gonna go like five and eleven, six and ten, and um, they're going to be looking towards 2021 real quick. Um, but I think they get it right in this game. I think they play well in this game. Um, and I'm just gobbling up those points at home. 
this will be a game that I'm probably avoiding, but I do see your point with taking San Francisco with the three and a half, because I do think that they have the blueprint to kind of defeat a Rams team who likes to play that kind of small ball offense and the way that they get after the quarterback and that San Francisco can run the ball as good as anybody in the NFL and their ability to run at and or get around pass rushers such as Aaron Donald is what is going to be like the deciding factor in whether or not San Francisco is going to be successful in this game against that Rams defense, because if they can limit the ability of Donald to, to mess up their like flow in the backfield, this could be a game that San Francisco's winning the majority of the, of the game. And it could be, and it's more than likely going to end up on a field goal side, whether it's the Rams kicking a game winner or San Francisco with a game winner. But yeah, I, I'd lean the, the 49ers with the three and a half, but it's probably something I'm not betting, but yeah. I like your side there. What about the Panthers hosting the Bears? Uh, it opened at minus three. It's down to one, one and a half. It seems like a lot of people are on the Bears this week. Um, you know, we obviously saw them on Thursday night against Tampa Bay. They ended up getting the win. Nick Foles looked all right. Um, do you think this is a spot where, you know, Carolina has actually looked pretty solid and Mike Davis has been good and DJ Moore finally broke out. And that defense, it's not great, but it's not as bad as it could have been. And it kind of looked last year at the end of the run once they, you know, they finally replacing all those injured pieces. Um, you know, maybe this is a spot where Carolina short home favorite. You just take them on the money line, even if it's, you know, laying 115, 120. Um, and, and watch them, you know, get a win at home. Uh, this is another game that's uh, Carolina is a lot better than me personally than I thought that they would be. But again, they're another team that's been bitten by the injuries the last couple of weeks. And this week they're dealing with Kawan Short. Their best defensive lineman is now out for the season, leaving a gaping hole in the middle against the Bears team who David Montgomery has looked pretty damn good back there and is now starting to catch catch passes. Um, and you'll see that in my article this week, uh, whether or not I like him against this poor Carolina defense. And I think the most important factor in this game is the fact that Dante Jackson, their Carolina's best corner left the game last week. And if he's unable to go against Allen Robinson, who has been an absolute baller since Nick Foles took over, you could see a monstrous game out of him. And with the ability of, of the bears to use other pieces, I can see why the public is going with Chicago in this one because of their defense. But to that point, I do like the Panthers at home as a team who is just not turning the ball over. Teddy Bridgewater leads the NFL in completion percentage after a stat correction today ahead of Derek Carr. Now he's like right at 73.8% or something, which is ridiculously good. His wide receivers are some of the most dynamic in the NFL. They they're all amazing after the catch and they're not forcing the ball down the field. So I would, I'm fading the public in this instance, and I'm going against the grain and taking Carolina to win in what could be a, a shootout, a surprising shootout. So I like the over in this game as well. If you want a little fun money line parlay, look at the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Panthers. Thank me later. <laughs> uh, all right, Brian, any other games you want to dive into before we recap and hit them with our best bet? Uh, I will say I like Denver against the line oh, on the give road. Me, give me the Patriots. The Patriots kicked the shit out of every bad team, <laughs> just like they did against Oakland, who actually 
the or Las Vegas or whatever, whatever they are. The Raiders. Difference. The Raiders like kind of might be okay or above average. Like beating Kansas City and New Orleans in the same season is really impressive. I wonder if they're, and this is very weird to say, but I wonder if they're actually a good team against kind of more explosive, flashier offenses. Because of what they're able to do. Because of what they're in the pieces they're put together. Like Henry Ruggs is explosive. Like they can, and they can, they can kind of, if they need to, they can lean on Josh Jacobs and and that defense and kind of grind games out if they need to or play up tempo. But like against teams like, um, um, who they lose to? Oh, against New England. New England was like, oh no, we're gonna run up, we're gonna line up, we're gonna run, 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 and the Raiders couldn't figure that out. So maybe they're a team like because like the Titans used to be like that, or Buffalo would be like that, where they play flashy teams, they kick the crap out of them, even the Vikings. Um, yeah. But if you played solid teams, though, they would have issues. Um, I, I think this is a spot. I know Drew Locke starting, but so is Cam Newton. Um, I, I think the Patriots win and win big. Um, and, and, and cover that spread with ease. Um, anything else, any other games, any other stuff jumping out to you, any team totals, um, any player props you're looking at? We can hit so I'm going to like last week. I said, we, we didn't have any numbers for it, but Ezekiel Elliott scoring two touchdowns last week was one of my favorite things. And I'm going to yeah. ride that again this week. Like, I yeah. just, I just think that he's going to become the centerpiece to the offense again to going back a couple years when he was seeing 25, 30 touches a game. And I think we're see, we're going to see that again, starting this week. Yep. Uh, I will make that similar bet with Alexander Madison. Uh, I'm curious to see what his uh, odds are. I'm hoping it's a lot better than Zeke, who was like plus 120 or something ridiculous to score two touchdowns. Obviously got home, obviously cashed for you. Uh, but if I can get two or three to one on uh, Madison scoring a couple touchdowns, I'm going to be all over that this week. Uh, so with that being said, Brian, let's jump into our week six recap and tell me what's on your card. So I'm going uh, heavy favorites here. I'm going to take... Steelers against the line, three and a half. I like the Titans against the line, three and a half. I'm going to go. Oh, man, let me. I'm going to go Minnesota against the line, four. And then my one dog is going to be the Cowboys with the points. Um, or money line. I'm going to take the Cowboys yeah. money line. So here, here's where my head's at. Going Dallas money line. Going Niners plus three. Going Titans minus three and a half, going Vikings minus four, and the under in the Steelers Browns at which is currently at fifty one. Five five games for you this week went a little heavier than last week. Um, other plays that ha- are in potential. If I can get the Patriots under nine under ten, which I can get it at uh, majority of the shops, I will probably be on, be on that as well. Um, like I mentioned with the Browns and Steelers, if I can get Pittsburgh at three and the Browns five or better, I might take both of those and see how that works out. See if I can find myself a middle. Um, and, and the Panthers money line is also interesting. I think I'm probably like, I don't love parlays. I feel like they're losing bets most of the time. Cause even if you're an amazing better hitting 60 or 70% of your bets, which is incredible for a, a long time, better, um, you know, you're, All it you're takes not, is one, and that, you're not and that hitting a hundred. So yeah. if you if you have a sixteen parlay and you hit five of them, you win nothing. But if you bet them all outright, then you win money. Uh, but I do like 
the Panthers, the Niners, and the Cowboys on the money line. I think that oh. could be a, a really nice bet. Small investment, but uh, a nice payday. One more, one more to add to my ticket. That would be the Jets team total under 19 and a half. That's yeah. one of my favorites. I thought you might like that. Uh, okay. So with that being said, what's your week six best bet? Give me the steel curtain to absolutely demolish the Browns and Odell Beckham's maybe pink eye and Baker Mayfield to bake some, just overcook those cookies over there and Pittsburgh. Give me them all the way up to six and a half. Good luck, my friend. You keep lining up to bet against the Browns and so far not so good. (laughs) Uh, Maybe this is the week. I, like I said, I, I think, I think the Steelers are the right side at three, three and a half. I, I, you know, up at six, I, I'm not going to kind of get there, but we'll see. Uh, my best bet in is going to be your Dallas Cowboys. I, they are, they're winning this game on the field. Um, like I mentioned, I've, I've already lined up to bet it. I might go back for more if, uh, <laughs> if college and, and football treat me well, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and with that being said, if you uh, like our content, if you like what we're doing, make sure you mash that thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Let us know down in the comments what your best bet for week six is. Let us know where you are lining up to, to place your hard-earned money. Um, as well as join us Sunday morning, 1130. Bring your fantasy questions. Bring your betting questions. Uh, let us know what you're thinking, where you're at. We can give you some updates. We'll we'll update our card on, on Sunday morning, let you know if anything has changed. But as of now... Uh, I'm five bets deep. I'm ready to get more aggressive. We're going to spray the board. We're going to have some fun. Uh, but for Brian Twining, I'm Kyle Robert. And we'll talk to you guys.